Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. The final hour of Sharp Money is underway live from Las Vegas and the South Point Sportsbook Studio. Ben Wilson back with you. Mike Samich alongside today, our producer behind the glass, Dustin Sweetelson, and joining us in studio right now, the Sports Betting Hall of Famer, Vinny Maliulo. It's a Thursday, which means on Sharp Money. Good to be Vinny with Maliulo. you guys. Boom. Uh, good Let's to be go. with you guys. And I'm, I, I, want, I wanted to welcome uh, Dustin back from vacation. Apparently, yes. uh, he didn't really have a vacation. No, I, look, Vinny, you're a wise man. I come to you for advice every now and then. Please. I, I mean, first of all, I want I do have a question for you before we do this. Yeah. Do you iron your own shirts? No, I'm not that. Uh, I'm not that. Dry talented. cleaner or? Uh, my, I'm very fortunate. My wife, uh, my wife is uh, is responsible. She does a great job because wow. I thought it was a professional job. I'm well, I appreciate honest. that because uh, the reason I don't is sometimes I think I ironed two sleeves. And then when I'm sitting here at the desk and I go like this for anybody watching right now, I'll go like this and I'll look down at a quarter of my eye. I'm going, you really did the right one twice, didn't you? Because the other one. (laughs) I've been there. Happens to the best of us. So so my vacation, I ended up visiting my friend who then his wife took it as an opportunity to go do things and used me as an additional babysitter to fill in for her instead of allowing me and my friend to go do things and gallivant around uh, Washington, D.C., then went and visited my family where my mother was watching my niece and nephew, and to give my 66-year-old mother a break, I opted to help babysit them as well. So I came back from my vacation exhausted and immediately went to the store and bought a big box of condoms. Well, <laughs> <laughs> the dust well knew sweet that was going well, somewhere. Well, there you go. Um, well, listen, here's my advice, all right? Again, you wanted advice about, about the, uh, uh, the shirts. By the way, starch, not in the collar, though. Oh. No collar. I would have assumed that's the no. one spot that needs no. it. No, not in the collar. Speaking of the condoms, no. to stand there. straight up. There you go. Ba-dum-bum. But um, now everybody has to come to Vegas. You see, that's that's just yeah, it. You know what? They want to see Dustin, the favorite uncle, the best buddy. Okay, listen, and you, but you know, hey, listen, I got to go to Vegas. It's it's business. We have a lot of conventions here. Yeah, I'm not sure what your buddy does. Tell him to pick a convention. And, uh, you know, that's uh, that's the best, yeah. Well, you've been here forever. You're a former East Coaster like myself. 
I need to take advantage of being on the West Coast. My number one spot I need to go on a vacation to is Hawaii. Do you think I should deviate from that plan, or is there somewhere else I should go based on our proximity over Hawaii? No, I think if you have you been yet? No, no, go. You have to go. Got I would you. say yeah. Don't deviate. No, I mean San Diego is my go-to out here because it well, it's the, quick the and it's easy, especially yeah. now with Del Mar. Right, Mike is a big Del Mar fan, but he also just came back from I Hawaii there this weekend. I, yeah, headed headed to Del Mar this weekend for a big tournament. Vinny, tell Dustin to jump on the bus, join me down there. there of course, listen. Here's the thing, Mike's on to it. You go from here, you go to Del Mar for a couple of days, and you leave from San Diego right Perfect. to Hawaii. There it is. There you go. That's the trifecta All right. that you really want to hit. I got to get that Malulo budget, though, for a vacation. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, well, listen, just, well, then don't take your shirts that are cleaners and let them do it. <laughs> Use that money. <laughs> You're glad you weren't here yesterday, Vinny, because Dustin was, uh, was you know, exposing a lot of arm. That's, that's how I'll put it. Yesterday. The guns. The guns were <laughs> yeah, out. They were Look, out. you guys were trying to sweat us out of the studio. It was 120 degrees in here. There was no air conditioning. I can, listen, I'm in charge. Listen, I do the numbers. I'm not in charge. Don't let me touch any equipment. The, right? the windows, they, they looked like the scene in the Titanic. <laughs> in the car, Kate Winslet's hand going down the condensation. It was for the record, Amal and I run very cold, and so Amal and I were both just dying yesterday. And I'm like, if that happens, I don't even want to know how bad it is. That's why you guys got the jackets. You exactly. see, yeah, we're All good. Right. Today. We're we're perfect today, Vinny. Um, yeah, Should you guys probably about, uh, want to know about uh, yes, a little uh, a, a practice session today uh, with the the Bengals. Yeah, guys. So let's uh, let's walk through you know from our perspective, uh, you know what uh, what is done there. Of course, you get the report. It's you don't you don't want to overreact because we don't know. You want to base things on fact, but in order to base things on fact, you need to. And we're watching. Uh, I see the uh, uh, the footage now uh, of of him uh, hobbling. And uh, of course, it's his uh, his plant leg, but um, not to overreact. But the the business side of it is to first take down the uh, divisions, the division futures, because it's three other teams that are going to be impacted sure. if he's out for any time at, at all. All right, and it, it impacts uh, the the sta- It could impact the standings in the division. Then week one of uh, uh, of the uh, of the regular season. Uh, so that that comes down. Then uh, it's the conference, and then uh, and by the way, uh, in week one the Bengals uh, were two and a half point favorites at Cleveland. So it's obviously a, you know it's a, a division game as well. So uh, week one slash divisions, the conference, and then the Super Bowl futures. And you say, well, what 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 is it? Well, you just don't know, right? If if he's going to be, you, you don't know if it's a, a, a cramp. Looks like it's more than a cramp, but is it is it a muscle pull? And uh, I don't know if you guys have ever pulled, you know, a calf muscle. I mean, you just even if you're just sitting and if you move your 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 foot a certain way, if you're driving the car and you're hitting a yeah. gas pedal, it could, you know, it, it it's painful. I've done it. I've done it myself. Um, but I never I never impacted any futures. But um, the I'm the, surprised to hear that. The the <laughs> the, uh, the other thing is is it you know Achilles or again or or is it just something that's uh, uh, rather simple and uh, something that uh, a couple of days rest and the uh, treatment by the trainers uh, can uh, can get rectified. So it's also, you know, for the folks out there that, that want to know, and, and they want to know, but the futures right now, uh, including week one, uh, week uh, the first game of the season at Cleveland, 
is on hold until we uh, we uh, get a, a reading as to exactly what the situation is with Joe Burrow. Sure. Are you surprised at all that so majority of books, like you talked about, the process here off the board right now? We were just mentioning uh, DraftKings ten and a half, which basically dropped Cincinnati purely speculatively a full win. That's I, well, I'm the regular season wins come down too. You just right. hold you hold up on it. I mean, again, uh, it, it's just a precaution because again, if he's out for a couple of days, then it doesn't impact any yeah. any of the, the the things that I'm talking about. But to keep them open right now, so if it's a couple of days and you're dropping it a full game, well, then you're just going to go back to. Again, that's not a critique. It's just, and maybe right. it's what they. I don't know what you know they had bet. That's uh, uh, Johnny. A question for uh, for Johnny Avello over at DraftKings. But uh, uh, from our perspective, again, it's hold up on everything until we get an absolute answer as to what the uh, the situation is. Now, how how has the betting been so far for this NFL season? Have you seen more, more bets than you've seen in previous years? And when do you expect to really see the futures tickets start to rolling in here on the NFL futures? Yeah, my good question. Um, it's actually started a little bit now. You know, since the uh, 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 especially since the Stanley Cup Finals, everybody was so preoccupied with the Golden Knights, and now you know we're in summer mode. Uh, you know, I think as we get closer to week one, we've actually seen more activity on the first college games. Then week one, but it's every weekend it picks up a bit because not everybody is going to be here for week one of the NFL season. Uh, but every week, as folks come through, and again here, you know, tomorrow, uh, tonight's a big arrival night at uh, uh, at the airport, the Harry Reid Airport, uh, and then this weekend, as folks are driving in, uh, they'll take advantage of it. So a- as we get closer to, you know, every weekend uh, between now. And uh, that first uh, that first weekend, uh, you know, which starting with that Thursday game on September seventh, sure. we'll see increased activity for uh, week one, and of course uh, the futures as well. Sure. Well, and also not only that, we're regular season wins, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. We, get, yeah. we have the Hall of Fame game next weekend, but yeah. now we're even closer to college football starting. Media days yeah. going on this week, so a lot of uh, interesting comments from uh, from around the board. You get you get all the all the college football teams ready to go now. Yeah, and you know, in in terms of you know, in college football, and again, uh, Chris Andrews and I was just with uh, Chris, uh, director here at the South Point. We were talking about uh, upcoming, you know, what you know, our games of the year we'll put up, and we're working on those and uh, uh, getting ready to put those up. In terms of the uh, the Hall of Fame game with the Browns, that's holding steady, one and a half and thirty three Browns. Uh, uh, over the Jets, so uh, folks will take advantage. The majority of that money is going to come in though th- next week, day of. Yeah, that's when sure. that's when folks will, will play that. That's cer- and it's certainly not going to uh, be anything like uh, the regular season week one games. Yeah, to- totally. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. Mike, you should have been here last uh, Thursday. The story Vinny told about uh, escaping under the under the mat at uh, oh my Caesars eighty nine. Ah, oh, great stuff. Hearns, uh, Hearns, uh, Leonard too. Yeah, escaped with. Uh, I, my, I definitely, my shirt was not ironed uh, at the end of, of that, of that event. Uh, in fact, I'm lucky yeah. I had a shirt on by the time That's I got so back, uh, back to the book. Uh. You got to love the old school Vegas, man. I love these, uh, the old school Vegas stories, always some good times to be had uh, on the future stuff. Just a quick question for you. Yeah. Are there any liabilities that are surprising to you? I, I, there's a general teams that kind of get bet every single year. Is there any NFL or college team that you're surprised you're taking some action on right now? Not so much in the college. I think a little bit, and it's kind of been a trend in the last couple of years, uh, Texas, you know, and I don't know if it's, you know, folks thinking, you know, but, but, you know, with the hype and uh, with the fact that, uh, you know, that uh, th- there's always been, you know, some hype with Texas and Texas gets back. So, uh, but, but not a, not a, a whole lot there more so uh, in the NFL, um, 
the Raiders. Not really surprising in, in terms of the fact that this has always been a Raider town and it's, it is the hometown team. Uh, the Vikings, uh, in fact, let me, uh, let me get my, uh, let me get my uh, NFL uh, handy dandy sheets. My sheets here, and I'll give you the, uh, the updated prices on, uh, on these because you know you've got, uh, you, you've got so believe it or not, we had to actually raise the bills. Again, if you're going to lower somebody, you, gotta, you have to raise somebody. So we raised the bills, uh, who we got, we're getting no attention this year mm, compared to last year. We got them up to twelve to one. Um, the I mentioned the the Raiders, uh, who are getting plenty of attention, and oh, by the way, the Cowboys a little bit of attention from. 12 I'm stunned to hear the Cowboys to, are getting back <laughs> down to down to ten down to ten to one. <laughs> Raiders down to twenty five off of the forty to one opener. The Vikings down to twenty to one, and you know, so they're. Yeah. Um, but you know what? And again, I know, is there hype with the Jets? Uh, you know, but I mean, they're, they're, they're down to 12 to one. Everybody's excited about the Jets monster schedule, by the way, not hard just knocks. in the division and, but the hard knocks, mm-hmm. oh, the curse, man. Oof. Will this be the year? You can apply well, that to hard knocks. Can you could apply it to Texas? A lot of different things. Yeah. Always great to see these sports betting hall of famer. Good to be with you the, guys. And the fight this weekend too, should bring in some great crowds here in yeah, Las think Vegas. So. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, when we return, we'll continue our discussion here on Sharp Money. We talked about all those college football media days. We got some sound, some interesting thoughts to get into as we return after this on VC. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge, or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today and get a daily email recapping all the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You'll also get unlimited access to our VEASAN.com slash picks page. Sort picks by sport, matchup, event, date, and more. Check the top VEASAN experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI. And see which VEASAN expert has the hot hand. For VEASAN Pro picks, betting, splits, power ratings, plus 24-7 video access. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. This is the final week to sign up for just $19 at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. A bit of, a, of an audible. Omaha! Because we have a special guest coming up. We just uh, got it got it booked for a half hour, speaking of Cincinnati Bengals. So uh, great work, our producer Dustin Sweetelson behind the glass mic. So we'll get some Bengals, a rapid reaction there from training camp in a little bit. The former college and NFL coach Dirk Cutter will join us in 15 minutes. So a great final 45 here on the show, which means we got to get to our plays uh, right now. Let, let's just do that, uh, Mike, because we only have a couple baseball games to talk about on the slate. I write nothing, by the way. Angels. Uh, up 5 nothing on the Tigers in the bottom of the third. They have outscored Detroit 11 nothing across the first uh, 12 innings now, although Detroit will get one back on a RBI ground out. Uh, but 11-1 over the first uh, 12 innings of that doubleheader today. Only three games still to go, and, and the big rivalry is in St. Louis where the Cubs and Cardinals just played in Wrigley. Now they go back to New Bush Stadium, and it's Jason Steele, who we, you talked about earlier, Mike, as a dark horse Cy Young candidate, the lefty. He's actually a, a slightest of dogs against Miles Michaelis and the Cardinals today. Cards at minus 115 consensus, which was a little surprising to me, even though Steele is on the road here. Yeah, I mean, me too. I, I expected that the Cubs should be the favorite here. Steele actually 2-0 and against the Cardinals so far this year. Uh, he's a really interesting pitcher to watch. If you haven't gotten the opportunity to watch Justin Steele, take a minute, check it out. One of the few pitchers in Major League Baseball that is a two-pitch pitcher. He's either throwing A or B. It's one of the two. You got to figure it out. But no one really has been able to. One of the three pitchers in the NL right now with a sub three ERA as well. I don't want to play the full game with the Cubs here because the Cardinals have been playing good baseball, and we have seen them be able to come back against bullpens. Cubs bullpen not as strong as Justin Steele early here. You can get plus 105 first five with the Chicago Cubs if you shop around. That's where I ended up taking here. Give me the first five Cubs plus 105. I think you have a massive advantage here on the pitching matchup. I want to back Justin Steele, who, like I said, two and zero against his Cardinals team so far this year. Very, very nice. Yes, got to, got to like that to, that spot as well, where the Cubs game below 500, six back in the NL Central. Very interesting week for both the Cubs and Cardinals, for that matter. What will they elect to do, buyers or uh, or sellers, and and how aggressively will they go? in those respective margins. Uh, only and only two other games for us to just rifle through, Mike. You have the uh, Nationals-Mets going at City Field tonight. Kodai Senga goes at home but is a big favorite over $2. I'm seeing consensus minus 220 for Senga against Josiah Gray and the Washington Nationals, who have been a bit of giant killers in their own right, uh, figuratively and then literally. They sweep the Giants over the weekend at home. So Nats playing a little bit better baseball than some might actually figure despite the bad record on paper. Gray and the Nats consensus plus 180 coming back with a total there, Mike, of nine. Yeah, if I was going to play a side, I would take the Nats. I don't want to lay 200 with this Mets offense ever. But to me, the total is where you want to hone in on here. Uh, Senga been pitching very well. You take out that first month of the season. He's had a sub three ERA in the other three. We've talked about how tough that is to do in the NL. Senga is one of those guys who's been able to do it. On the other side, you got Josiah Gray, who is one of the better pitchers here for Washington. When Gray or Gore are on the mound for Washington, I'm interested in backing them or backing the under. When you get a Mets offense and you get Sanga, I'm looking at the under here. I don't like playing under, unders full nine, nine innings specifically because 
of the rules that are in place for the extra innings. I would much rather hone in on two starters. I think you're going to be able to hold down the offenses here. So I'm going to take the first five under. You can get that at four and a half or five, depending on where you shop. So give me first five under four and a half, which is the most readily available. Washington's Nat- Nationals Mets tonight uh, in New York. And I see multiple books as well, Mike. You can find a five only at minus 115 juice to the under. Not not bad whatsoever. A final game then of the night is in the AL Central, where the Guardians two games back of the Twins entering play. Tanner Bybee in Cleveland goes against Dylan Cease and the White Sox on the road. Seeing uh, Cease and the White Sox, they opened overnight as the short favorite, but a lot of money coming in on uh, Cleveland. Mike, sounds like you are on the train here as it's now minus, I'm seeing uh, minus uh, buck 110, 115 or so consensus there on Cleveland. As one we talked about on the Barty line this morning when I did a, a hit for for them, I like Cleveland quite a bit here. Look, I realize Cease has been pitching well. He's someone that you want to back in a lot of different instances, but this is not one of them to me. We talked about teams' mentality going into the trade deadline. This is a White Sox team that I don't love where their head's going to be at. We saw them get rid of Giolito yesterday. You don't know who's going to be in that locker room four days from now. On top of that, they have been severely disappointing throughout this entire season. The Guardians are the better team anyway. So the reason this was even close to a pick was because of the pitching matchup. I don't mind BB. I don't mind this guardians team specifically against a white Sox team that I don't think is going to come and play their best baseball for the next couple of days. So I'll lay the one Oh five. I'll lay the one ten with the guardians. I think they're the better side. So give me Cleveland tonight. Sure. Let's, let's do it. Uh, that, and I like, you got the whole, you got all bases covered on the rest of the baseball. slate. So like, that's it. That that's all the play every game. Right. I've got to <laughs> sure. Of course, Thursday, July 27th. What else are we going to do? Uh, I guess stay up late and watch women's world cup. So you, uh, U.S. looked really unimpressive last night. They've, they've looked unimpressive through two matches, only beat uh, Vietnam by three goals, three goals to no when they were laying six or six and a half, depending on the market. A draw with the Netherlands, 1-1 last night. So some, some doubts now about the U.S. women's uh, national team and was just pulling up the, the futures odds, Mike, where the U.S. have been favored here. Uh, we'll, we'll update you in a second on where they're at now, but there is a play you were looking at. Uh, one of these teams caught, uh, cost me some money in the first round. I totally faded the... Uh, the South African women's angle of not getting paid their bonuses and threatening to boycott. And they decided to band together and play Sweden really tough. So I'm kind of upset still at that, but uh, you're looking to attack the South Africa match tonight as they take on Argentina. As again, something we've talked about before on the visa network here, I, I'm big fan of unders in the first and the second game of these, these, uh, these stage matchups here, because these group matchups, they, they force you to play a little bit tighter, specifically in the first half. You don't want to give up the first goal. You want to be able to get that point for the tie. If that's the case. And we've seen the unders just pile up here, uh, 18 and five so far in the unders in the women's world cup. The first half is actually faring even better than that. Tonight we've got uh, we've got South Africa taking on Argentina. Both of them lost by a goal in the first game. Both of them are not going to want to get down in this second game of the of the group stages. I think you're going to see a very very tight defensive battle early. Like I said, you don't want to fall down 1-0 or if you're either of these teams in a game where if you don't tie or win, you are out basically. So sure. I think you're going to see a very close to the vest game from Argentina and South Africa early. Right now you can get a draw in the first half at minus 110. Some books are offering 00 specifically as the price is a draw and you can get that at plus 105 plus 110. I would take that if available. The under right now is sitting at a half goal slash a full goal, so half your bet goes on under a half, half your bet goes on under 1, but that's minus 116. I would rather just play the minus 110 as the draw or find that specifically 00 draw and take some sure. plus money there. I think this is 00 going to the half. Yeah, scoring scoring way down at the Women's World Cup so far. I was just checking on the futures board at DraftKings USA Women plus 275. They remain the favorite only 25 cents ahead of Spain who've looked good so far at 3 to 1, but not inspiring a ton of confidence. Even even if you're just looking at the the both teams the score props and just betting the no, just shorting that every single match. 
19 of the first 20 matches, neither team had had each score. So you would have cashed the no on the both teams' score prop. Interestingly enough, that did cash two of the three matches last night. But still, Mike, I mean, 20 out of 23, that's not bad at all based on the lack of scoring. You're going to make some money if you go 20 Just, and yeah. three every 23 bets you make, right? Just and a little bit, it, yeah. The one thing I will say, I've talked about the unders quite a bit in the first game of a group stage. We've talked about the unders quite a bit here in the second game of the group stage. Watch out on that third game of the group stage because you're going to have teams that specifically have to win a game or they have to win by X amount of goals. That's a situation where the games are going to open up quite a bit in these first games. And in the second games where the, the standings are close, you're going to see tighter early games because you don't want to fall down in the third game. You're going to see a lot more wide open soccer. I think that's going to lead toward goals. We'll see if Vegas adjusts. You saw adjustments yep. on the total from the first game in the group stage to the second game in the group stage. If they don't adjust back up for the third game in the group stage, you might see a rash of overs later in this group round, specifically because of the necessity to win or the necessity to win by more than one goal in a lot of these spots. And so yeah, such a good point you made. You saw it on the men's world cup. That th remember that third group stage was just, there were time, there was a, a stretch there where you had all sorts of teams on the live table getting knocked out of the knockout rounds and you just had goals galore. So that is a good thing to keep in mind. U.S., by the way, not officially clinched a spot into the round of 16. They have to beat Portugal. It's U.S. and Netherlands each with four points, Portugal on three. So it's a, get a little bit dicey for the U.S., a lot more uh, close to the vest and, and tight than they would like, a team that has been used to absolute dominance here in the Women's World Cup. Uh, real quick, I just wanted to throw out the one play I have. This is a futures play I, I just happened to make today. We're, we're getting ready for our publication of the College Football Betting Guide, Mike, and my final day today on uh, here on Sharp Money. So I did go ahead and play an under on Michigan State, under five and a half. Those numbers are starting to disappear. You can still find a couple of books uh, that have it at minus 165. And I see some shops in the market now down to five or even four and a half. So even though it's a good amount of juice to lay, I, I was totally content doing that uh, with looking at head coach Mel Tucker. The guy was just paid going back to the end of 2021, 10 years, 95 million to have one of the worst defenses in college football. For some reason, he's a defensive guru who has not been able to coach much on the defensive end. And you add on to the spring game where quarterback Peyton Thorne entered the transfer portal after it as well as the top wide receiver on the team in Keon Coleman. They are now out of East Lansing. I have no, no idea what to expect out of Noah Kim as a redshirt junior quarterback, but it's a top 10 toughest schedule for Michigan State in 2023, uh, which all adds up uh, to me, Mike, on an under five and a half. So I did go ahead and play that this morning before those five and a halfs disappear. It's amazing how you have to handicap the transfer portal now and, and who sure. leaves and who is coming tells you how good that team is and how good the locker room is internally. So I like that that look there by looking at, OK, who left Michigan State? Key players probably tells you how good they're going to be this year. Yeah, the, the only, only the two best on the offensive side might be an issue for the That's Spartans. It. And he's, he's lancing amidst the very tough uh, Big Ten in 2023. When we come back, we'll talk some more football, both college, NFL with Dirk Cutter, who joins us right after this. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Download the DraftKings app today, and new customers can bet $5 and get $150 in bonuses instantly. Use promo code VSIN when you sign up. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Back with Mike Samich. I'm Ben Wilson here from Las Vegas, South Point Sportsbook Studio. Uh, we have another guest coming up in about 15 minutes. Thanks again to uh, Dustin Swedelson. It's working so hard behind the scenes, and we've got uh, Mike Petralia coming up in a little bit here to talk all things Cincinnati Bengals. After quarterback Joe Burrow, I went down with what was called the calf injury from his head coach, Zach Taylor. So we'll talk about that in a little bit, 15 minutes. Right now, though, let's welcome on the longtime college NFL coach in Dirk Cutter, who joins us right now here on Sharp Money. And this is a, a treat for us, Dirk, because we have you know, Mike, myself, we each went to the 
the the Harvard of Boone County, University of Missouri. And uh, for folks, I, I suggest yeah. that folks do a, just a quick Google search on Google Images. Just type in Dirt Cutter Andy Reid because it pulls up just an iconic <laughs> image on the old Mizzou, like the tiger stripe sweatpants you guys used to wear on the coaching staff when you were an OC uh, back in the early 90s. How, how do you think those uh, those sweatpants have aged, Dirk, if you had to uh, give that assessment? Yeah, that was when uh, Zubas, Zubas they were called, were hot. And uh, – I think they'll probably be making a comeback in about 2029. <laughs> I think, yeah, Dustin will be leading the charge on those for, for sure. I, I, I have to, uh, I have to imagine. it. Uh, but thanks so much for joining us. I wanted to get your thoughts just on a bunch of different topics here around the NFL. And, and, and you think about where I think about some of the guys you've worked with and where they are at now. Baltimore is just such a fascinating team here in 2023, where they are, are going to revolutionize the way they look on offense. And you, you spent time with uh, Todd Munkin, now the new offensive coordinator. How do you expect that offense to look with a, now healthy and and uh, compensated accordingly quarterback in Lamar Jackson yeah I think it's going to look different for sure and uh you know Baltimore was already a tremendous running team under Greg Roman but uh they just you know they needed to update their passing game and Monk will definitely do that for them and I'm excited to watch the Ravens this year you know, uh, Lamar Jackson's been a quarterback that's been trying to prove himself uh, that he was a, that he was a quarterback, not just a athlete playing quarterback. He's been trying to prove it for a long time. So I know he's he's got to be excited about the addition of Todd Munkin. And you know, they're not going to forget how to run the football, but Munk's going to add to their screen game. He's going to add to their play action game, and he's definitely going to add to their dropback game. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what Todd Munkin can do there in uh, in Baltimore, specifically with the play action. I think that's going to be a huge part for Lamar Jackson here coming up in the next season. Another quarterback we talked quite a bit about here so far today has been Russell Wilson, and specifically what Sean Payton said about that previous coaching staff in Denver. Uh, you've been a head coach before. Were you surprised he came out as aggressively as he did against Nathaniel Hackett, against what was going on inside that Denver Broncos organization last year as he prepares for this year and in the season with the Broncos? Yeah, I was I was surprised. Uh, you know, Sean Payton doesn't have to prove anything to anybody. I mean, I've coached against Sean many many times, and he's a he's a heck of a coach. Uh, my guess is that he had an ulterior motive there to basically throw some of the attention away from Russell Wilson and and on to the previous coaching staff. Uh, I I think Coach Payton's pretty cagey in in how he deals with the media. I think he sort of crossed the line, but I'm sure he was doing it uh, in a way that he thinks is going to benefit his team long-term. Sure. When you think about what he's dealing with, the quarterback and Russell Wilson coming off the worst season of his career, for someone like yourself, you spent so many years on the offensive side of the ball. How would you be approaching a guy like Wilson who might have some juice left in the tank but was objectively bad in 2022? Yeah, they, they were bad. The Broncos were bad last year on offense. So, uh, you know, I don't think – Sean Payton had option on, options on jobs, so I don't think he would have taken that job if he didn't think uh, Russell Wilson could get back to play closer to the way he did in Seattle. I mean, the, the Russell Wilson that, that I knew in Seattle that I, I watched a lot of tape on was almost impossible to sack, and I thought he threw a really good deep ball. Uh, you know, Coach Payton's always been a guy that wants to, to run the ball, play action, and get the ball out of the quarterback's hands quick. It'll be interesting to see, and you know, if we're 
for all of us that aren't there watching it every day and watching them in OTAs and now watching them in training camp, you know, we're not we're not going to know for a while. But heck, I'd like to be a fly on the wall the week they play the Jets in week four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, moving on to the Jets here, let's talk a little about Aaron Rodgers, who's joining a new organization after being with the Packers for his entire career. This is a, an older quarterback coming in, taking on what's a, a pretty good offense around him. How do you think that transition is going to go? Is there going to be some growing pains early in the season here? Or do you think the Jets hit the ground running on the offensive side of the ball? I think they will hit the ground running because the fact that Rodgers showed up for all the offseason stuff, the fact that you know he's got Hackett there with him, who he's got familiarity with him, and I'm sure they're giving Aaron Rodgers a lot of leeway as far as installing the system and all you have to do is listen to the reports that have come out. And they say, you know, Rodgers is in all the position meetings and he's talking to all the guys. I think sometimes these veteran quarterbacks get a little bored and things can get a little stale. I mean, they've made all the money they need to. He's won MVPs. He's won a Super Bowl. Uh, I, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be refreshed. He's got a lot of good young players around him. And I, I think it's going to be fun to watch that. At AFC East, I think that's going to be a, a real fun division to keep an eye on. And speaking of refresh, Dirk, I think about some a team that has a refreshment around it for a completely different reason. That's the Washington Commanders with the the sale now of owner Daniel Snyder and somebody you you'd worked with was Jack Del Rio back when you were together in Jacksonville. He's the DC now, and I you think about it, so where Washington is at. Not very high expectations, but what do you view to be just the you know the optimistic look and, and the viewpoint for how Ron Rivera's team will. Throw, throw, show up on the field in 2023, considering that circus off the field seems to be behind them in general. Yeah, that will be interesting to see, uh, you know, how much, how much of an effect that has on everybody. Uh, you know, I think, I think that will affect more people that work in the building more so than the players, but that's just, that's just my opinion. I, th- I think the players and the coaches pretty much go about their, their day-to-day business uh, you know, Jack Del Rio, Ron Rivera, two, uh, coach for Jack, I coached against Coach Rivera many times. We were in the same division when when I was in Atlanta and Tampa and he was in Carolina. Uh, Nate Katzer, the special teams coach, I worked with him in, in both Jacksonville and Tampa. I think, I think the biggest issue in the Redskins is just they let Actually, I think well, I know Dirk is on the on the lake right now, so we'll have to we'll have to get a, a reconnection uh, there with uh, with Dirk Cutter, who joins us right now on uh, on Sharp Money. But uh, the the point, and you know, it's it's been great insight to have Mike, just simply because of all the different people Dirk has worked uh, worked in, both in the college and NFL game. Because like you know, I think it's an interesting case case study for this Washington team, right? They're the expectations are not high, the roster does not look very good, but like how much do we really weigh the the weight of the shoulders being off now that Daniel Snyder is uh, no longer the owner? I think that's a valid question to ask, right? Yeah, it's got to it's got to be tough uh, if you're if you're an organization here who's trying to to move on from this and it's something that's been hanging over this organization's head for a while. It's how do you respond to that and, and are they going to be able to just play more free because you don't have to worry about that Dan Snyder issue right out of the gate? Sure, we, and we have Dirk back uh, from from the lake, so we, and we're working on the connection. Dirk, uh, thanks thanks so much though for uh, staying patient and being back with us. Just want to let you finish the point you're making on Washington. Yeah, I, I, I think they've got a, a really good coaching staff and. So they've been a good defensive team. But I think just their question mark is going to be the quarterback. You know, is Sam Howell, you know, is he really the guy that can can win games for him? Uh, just un, unproven. I mean, maybe he can, but, uh, you know, just compared to the other teams in their division, 
you know, they've got the most unproven quarterback, and that's that's just a tough situation to be in. And now, Dirk, we've had two quarterbacks that really jumped out to me last year in the market improvement that you saw from them. Geno Smith up in Seattle, Jared Goff up in Detroit, both had career years. Which one do you think is more likely to have that, to be able to repeat that success this year with the offenses surrounding them? Boy, that's <laughs> that's a good question. And I don't want to slight either one of those guys, but I'm going to say off the top of my head, just people seem to be a little bit more excited about what the Lions are doing. And I think Jared Goff's playing with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. I'm sure Geno is too. Uh, but I think Seattle's, you know, Seattle wants to run the ball and play defense under Pete Carroll, where I think I think Detroit, you know, they're going to be a little bit more wide open and let, let Goff influence the game. They still want to try to run the ball. They've, they've got a good one, one two punch at running back. But I think, you know, I think both of those guys, I mean, it was awesome to see those guys who had, who had maybe, in some people's eyes, gone backwards in their career, have a nice resurgence last year. And, you know, for there's so many hardworking guys in the NFL that are just waiting for the, the right chance, the right opportunity with the right coach and the right system. So that was fun to watch those guys last year. Yeah, no question. Really excited to see how that will translate into 2023. Dirk Cutter, kind enough to give us some time today on VEASAN Sharp Money, the longtime NFL and college coach. Dirk, thank you so much for the time. Great to have a few, um, few Mizzou guys. I know, you know, you, you bleed black and gold at heart, uh, Dirk. So great to have you on. Thanks so much. <laughs> I bleed a lot of colors, but uh, I hope the Tigers do well this year. You guys, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Absolutely. And, yeah, special shout-out to yeah, Dirk's daughter, Kaylee, who is taking over. She is the first-year head coach, Wyoming women's volleyball team. So great, to, great looking forward to seeing how the Cowgirls do in the Mountain West this year. Uh, so congratulations to Kaylee. Really excited uh, having known her for a few years, Mike, to see how they do up in Laramie. All right, when we return, time to talk more Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Mike Petralia will join us to give us the latest from Bengals camp. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. 
If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. The NFL betting guide is out now, and our college football guide drops next week. Get previews and predictions for every Division I team and conference. Best bets on futures and season win totals, plus an in-depth breakdown of how you can use our betting splits and power rankings to make you a smarter better this season. Sign up before the end of July and receive both guides and full VEASAN Pro access all the way through the Super Bowl at an early bird discount of $175 or sign up on a monthly subscription and get your first 30 days for only $19 to see everything VEASAN has to up your betting game. Remember, this offer ends July 31st, so don't miss out on these preseason deals. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe. To take advantage of these special offers and become part of the sports betting network. All right, we really appreciate uh, Mike Petralia taking a couple of minutes for us on such short notice uh, here, Mike, as we're back for the final time with the injury suffered by quarterback Joe Burrow in training camp earlier today. Mike is there covering the team uh, and on site right now. Mike, thanks so much for joining us. What can you tell us about the latest there from Bengals camp? Well, uh, Joe Burrow is undergoing examination right now. It's expected that he will have an MRI on his lower right leg. We um, think and believe uh, that it is some type of calf issue. He had a compression neoprene sleeve on his calf. Heading into practice today, it was very hot and humid, 94 degrees um, and sunny here today uh, before Bengals practice. So we all noticed the sleeve on his right calf before practice, uh, and then uh, he stepped up in the pocket on a pass play about 90 minutes into practice, uh, went off to his right, took about two steps, and pulled up. And uh, he went uh, right pretty much to the ground, holding his right calf, uh, but we don't know if it's his calf or if it's something else in his lower right leg. We don't even know really if it's his lower leg, but it is definitely something in his right leg. We know that. For sure, Zach Taylor coming off the field uh, intimated that it was something having to do with his calf, but he did not use the word strain or sprain or tear or anything like that um, in his diagnosis. Thanks for jumping on with us so quickly here, Mike. Really appreciate it. You, you mentioned the, the compression there on his lower leg going into the day. Had there been anything that we heard prior to today that there were any issues with that lower right leg, or is this something that's, that's uh, new here? Uh, something relatively new. Uh, Zach was asked that after practice, and he said, no, it's, it's just something that he felt uh, comfortable with going into today, and obviously there was some issue uh, with that um, calf uh, or lower right leg, or he wouldn't have to sleep on it. Uh, so, you know, the details here at this point, as you might imagine, are very limited. Uh, team hasn't said anything beyond what Zach Taylor said. Um, it was interesting. We did go in the locker room after uh, practice today. Talked to Sam Hubbard, who suffered a calf injury last year, missed two weeks in December, but was able to come back. Uh, he said, you just have to take your time with it. Now, with Sam Hubbard's calf injury, he actually stepped on someone's foot, so it was an impact injury, so to speak. This was not that. Um, it was Joe Burrow running along, and, and all of a sudden, like, you pull up lame, you know, you pull a hamstring, you know, everybody uh, does that in their backyard or playing tennis or uh, what have you, you know, it's a, one of those uh, typical injuries that a weekend warrior uh, would suffer. That's what it looked like with Joe Burrow going down to the ground. Uh, also, Jamar Chase and Ted Karras um, saw it happen 
Uh, Ted Karras uh, wanted to sound the most optimistic tone, saying he'll be okay. Uh, it's just the calf strain. He thinks it's probably just the calf strain, uh, and that uh, Joe Burrow is a pretty tough guy, and he'll be able to come back from this pretty quickly. Yeah, Mike Petralia joining us right now here on Vison Sharp Money covers the the Bengals here on the Jungle Roar podcast as well. One real quick uh, question before we let you go: As far as we saw the sound from Zach Taylor addressing the media as a head coach, what did you make of his uh, apparent, uh, you know, the, the lack of uh, concern at least on his face from when he was asking those first questions? You know, it's it's really hard for uh, me to read Zach Taylor simply because he's always got a smile on his face <laughs> sure. even when things are not um, <laughs> going ideally uh, for him. He you know, even has kind of a smile on his face even after losses. So um, it's hard. until Zach Taylor knows specifically what he's dealing with, I think he was careful after practice today not to sound any alarms, not to you know, look concerned. And certainly if you're the head coach of a team like the Bengals, you do not want to project concern or worry. And he did neither. And I think that's kind of why you saw him – uh, calm, had a smile on his face, you know, and uh, tried to project the most confidence that he could in a situation where he just doesn't know what, you know, how long he may be without his franchise quarterback. Yeah, certainly makes a lot of sense there. Mike Mitralia, really kind enough to give us some time on super short notice there from Bengals camp. Mike, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. You got it, guys. Take care. Yeah, he does the uh, outstanding job on the Jungle Roar uh, podcast. They're covering the Bengals. Follow him at uh, Trags, T-R-A-G-S. And uh, certainly hoping for the best on uh, Joe Burrow. Again, the report's a, a right calf injury, the severity of which has not yet been determined as we're expecting that MRI testing to happen, Mike. And, uh, yeah, now, now we wait and see how the betting market reacts. Most shops taking the Bengals' win total off the board and other futures. The only one that has reposted it, DraftKings dropped Cincinnati a full win, down to 10.5. Yeah, it's always interesting here uh, as more and more of these training camps get into full swing, what injuries you're going to have, because that's obviously going to affect a lot of these futures and how these teams do down the road. So two of them today, uh, Joe Burrow and, and Jalen Ramsey, both we're both hearing, waiting to hear on what the, the severity of both of those are going to be. But it's one of those reasons why it can be tough sometimes putting in future bets really early in the football preseason time frame because you're just not sure who you're going to end up with on the field once week one sure. hits. I, it only takes one to get burned by it. I remember betting a Denver and it was a 20, uh, 2020, uh, see, I think coming out of COVID and where Von Miller goes down, what a couple weeks before the start of the year. And you go, had I just waited uh, to make that bet? I would have at least <laughs> a, I would not have done it. And B, I would have at least gotten a better number. So uh, always a good, uh, good idea in general. Dustin, you you said you had a million tabs open. I mean, I guess it makes sense because it's been a big breaking news day. <laughs> There's a I I don't even know what some of these are. So first, what was the? Do you have that written down? The Zach Neto stat that you had. Oh wait, the, let me, the yes. Angels record with their young shortstop versus He's, the record without him. The Angels are 34 and 25 with Zach Neto, 18 and 24 without, and that was like a featured segment on the uh, the Angels uh, pre post game show today. So I heard you say that, and I saw it on the TV. So I was like, let me look up his stats. Maybe he's having a better year than I thought. Well, he's got a 1.8 war with a 252 average, eight homers, 27 ribbies, five steals, and a 760 OPS. He couldn't be more just a middle-of-the-road average player at the moment. Got to lock him up for 10 years if you're getting those wins, though. Hey, but you know what? But Bobby Valentine sold that segment on, on Bally Sports West. So big, I give a lot of credit to Bobby. He handled that well. Look, you... you you, you got to, I mean, if you're working for the, yeah, for one of the teams and you have a double header, Dustin, that's not, not easy. You got hashtag content. You need it.
So uh, speaking of content, Jacob DeGrom, you mentioned him winning the Cy Young back in 2018. He actually had a winning record. He was 10-9, and nine, not 9-9. Oh, nine nine. Okay. He I, did get that one last win. What was his ERA that year? It was 1.70. Wow. And I thought I was like, uh, 2.20, maybe I'm, am I being too generous? Yeah, it was even better than 1. I thought. 1.70. In fact, wow. his worst ERA was 2017. He had a 3.53 ERA, which would be lower than Spencer Strider right now. So. <sighs> Just, just pointing that Did out. You, I find, so I've had Jacob Degrom in a uh, keeper league, dynasty fantasy baseball league since 2015. Finally dropped him after his latest injury this year. Finally out. Rest in peace, my sweet R. prince. Uh, speaking of the Angels, we're looking up. I, I mentioned that they should trade every prospect they have. Scott Miller on the show earlier uh, at four Eastern mentioned Logan O'Hoppy, who's been out for the season. He's their number one prospect coming into the season. Zach Neto was number two. Uh, Edgar, Edgar Cuero was number three, but I believe he may have been traded. Was he in the trade last night for Lucas I, Giolito? Yes, I, I believe. Yes. Uh, he did go to white Sox. Edgar Caro is how you pronounce Caro. his name. Yes. So outside of that, I don't know who any of these other people are on this top prospect list. So cupboards are getting pretty bare already. And, uh, for the angels here, if they want to make any more moves. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Although anytime people talk about the whole, you know, the top prospects and oh, you can't give up this guy. I always just go back to. Matt Laporta. That's, all, that's the only name you need to Matt say. Matt Laporta, Brewer and Guardian great, first baseman. I mean, he was great for the Brewers <laughs> in the sense that they got CeCe Sabathia for him, and Sabathia should have won the Cy Young on 17 starts in 2008. But See, yeah. that era, there was a player for me, similar to Matt Laporta. I believe they were prospects at the same time, and he was actually an Angels top prospect that I swore was going to hit 50 home runs in the major leagues. I don't know if any either of you remember this name, Dallas McPherson. Yes, I thought, baseball yeah. 2005. I thought Dallas McPherson <laughs> was the next 50 home run guy. I swear Didn't to you. Did he end up going on? The, he was with the Rangers for a while after that. I think. He bounced around everywhere. He just, he was a good minor league hitter, but never put it together in the majors. I mean, yeah. Oh my God. He only played five seasons in the majors and only one of them was, no, none of them were a full season. 61 wow. games in 05. Marlins, Giants, A's, White Sox, Pirates, Dodgers. And I probably just thought he played for the Rangers because his name. Did he hit 50 for his career, Dustin? <laughs> That's a good question. Let's uh, look. 18. 18. <laughs> oh, just short. Just short. Yeah, just, you know, he just needed one hot streak, Dustin. He would have got there. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, Mike, it's been a blast hanging out with you, man, for the last three hours. True, uh, true pleasure. I'll, uh, I look forward to the next time we are together here on air. You as well, Ben. It was a lot of fun. Time flew. That's always a good sign, right? Absolutely. Fast three-hour show today here on Sharp Money. As we say so long for Mike Samich, for Dustin Sweetelson, I'm Ben Wilson. That wraps up today's edition of Sharp Money here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. We hand it over to the guys at VEASAN Primetime down at Circa right after this. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.